I'm just messing with you. What is up, everybody? Welcome into More Important Issues. We're going to have to wait another year to get out our Alabama cigars. but uh, Is it my fault? Hey, we, it, it might be. But we had, we had them, we had them sweat, sweating it out for three quarters, so that was different. Yeah, when we went up 14-7, to seven, I looked at you and I said, I, I didn't bring my cigar. So, Oh, I would have went back home. I would have gladly went home and got it and came <laughs> right back and smoked it. That I mean, if, if it wasn't a two-hour drive to my cigar, I would have been in the same boat as you. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Years. I got a little. Yeah, I got a little sad when I when we went up seven. I was like, man, I've been saving that cigar like for this exact like reason. Like it's not just like a celebrate. It's not a random celebrate. It is my Alabama cigar. So. Yeah, we had, we had them sweating it. I, I thought on uh, Javante Payton's touchdown that Nick Saban was gonna have a heart attack on the sidelines. So I, I mean, it was. It sucks that it, the score turned out to be the way that it was, but it was it was fun for three quarters. Fun, fun for three. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get right into that. Here we go. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field! Going back to Sayre! And Tennessee can say hello win column! A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth! You can't draw it up any better! We just won a basketball game! I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, October 24th. It was maybe a better, better weekend in all, especially the Tennessee game, than uh, I originally thought on Thursday night when, when me and Landon last spoke here. Um, we did have a change of plans. Of course, we are recapping the Alabama game. Uh, we'll talk about some of the some of the guys on this roster, this team that uh, impressed that game, continue to impress. Uh, Jake Crane of the J-Boy Show. He's going to hop on with us Thursday. Um, no, we, we originally said that was happening tonight. Had to, had to push that back, but we'll, we'll get that, guys, to you. I know you want to hear from Jake. You can follow him at the J-Boy Show uh, on Twitter and find their podcast, daily podcast on Spotify is where I listen to. I'd imagine they're on everything. Yeah, I think they go YouTube live as well. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you can find that there until Thursday. He'll join us. Um, talk about a uh, kind of our, I guess guess our, uh, our approval rating and or disapproval rating, depending on where you're at. Um, of Josh Heupel and his his staff. I guess we'll kind of continue to evaluate that as it has been a very, I mean, re- perform performance wise, not necessarily, but results wise, a roller coaster of a season. Yeah, it, it's. It's just like like I said before, we got things going. It's just unfortunate the way that the score turned out, but it doesn't say the whole story. I don't um, think so I mean, either. Yeah, it was a one possession game in the fourth quarter. So uh, yeah, you know the fact that they did end up covering the spread kind of sucks. But when you look at Tennessee, had a turnover that turned into points. Um, they went for it like on their thirty yard line, didn't get it. They went for it on fourth down, didn't get it gave Alabama another opportunity to score another touchdown late. Um, 
had a big play in there as well that that led to a touchdown. It, it was just unfortunate that it turned out the way that it did. Um, 28 points in the fourth quarter is is something that's very eye popping when you look at the box score. But yeah, it's there's more to it than just that. No, I certainly agree, and, and we'll go ahead and hop into that. Of course, we got our segments, and if you got questions, drop them in the chat. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys as we recap this game. I know a lot of people have some thoughts on it. Um, I think everybody's feeling good, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the performance for Tennessee and, and Josh Heupel. I don't think the performance has been a roller coaster. I said the the results have. Um, it's just been you know weird. You start off kind of you know slow for I guess you know the best way to put that uh, with the season with you know not the best performance at Bowling Green. You you play good against Pitt. Obviously you don't get the win. Um, then Tech, you start looking better. You have that game at Florida where things things are still in question. And then Missouri and South Carolina, your offense explodes, your defense starts playing better, and then you you kind of know how we get to this Bama point. And uh, alluded to earlier, Tennessee was up 14-7. You, you had what you – I mean, it's kind of weird. We, we know the position Tennessee's in. You've, you mentioned the roster. You know the results from last year. It – it never really, to me, as a fan, I was like, ten, like, oh my god, like we're in this. But like when I, like when I'd sit down and calm down, commercial breaks, I guess I'd be like, I don't know if we can win this football game, even when we were winning, right? Especially when they went up, uh, I think two scores. Uh, you're like, man, that's a lot of points Tennessee has to score in such a mm-hmm. short amount of time uh, against that Alabama defense. But you know, coming in the way, like you know, Tyon Evans is questionable. Caden Mays didn't play. Hennon Hooker was questionable coming into the game. So when you look at, you know, what you thought you weren't going to have um, and the way that those guys played um, minus Cade Mays, I thought it went as good as you could ask. Um, I, I thought I thought Tennessee played well. I'm not taking I mean, Hennon Hooker wasn't, as, wasn't the same in running the football, which we didn't think he would be with a, um, a big bruise on his on his knee. But uh, – but I thought he looked, you know, we talked about can he go, can he go, what's his, you know, could can a different quarterback give you more if he's banged up? I thought he looked great. I don't I, – I think this is – I mean, I, I think it's very clear Heupel made the right decision to play him. He, he looked like he, he might be sore today, but it, you're in – you just uh, – you're going into your bye week. You just played eight games in a row. Everyone's banged up at this point in the season, and, and I thought he gave, thought he played a good game and gave you a lot coming off of an injury that didn't look great last weekend. Yeah, and this team has kind of crawled to that bye week. I mean, they desperately needed a week off to get healthy because, I mean, that's the big thing. Tennessee just doesn't have the depth to be able to overcome a bunch of injuries. They just don't. Um, No, and and the offense has had some, like, ones where guys are actually out. But, I mean, the defense has been battling injuries, too, where guys have just been able to play through them. mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you saw Latte Taylor went off the field twice last week, once this week. Um, I think Matthew Butler went down again this week. I think he did. Bumpus um, so went down. Bumpus went, like guys are playing with injuries on the defense side of the ball. But like you said, like we, I think me and you turned to each other in the second quarter and we we're like, we got to get to this bye week. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, it comes at a great team. time because you play Kentucky right after that. And I, I think that's a huge opportunity for this team to come out and get a win. Um, I know we're going to talk about grades here in a second. But, you know, one thing when you look at this team, like they've won kind of all the games that they should have won to this point. Um, and haven't found a way in those close games with Ole Miss, um, with Pitt, you know, teams like that. Teams like could very well have been a victory, um, but just couldn't find a way to win in the end. And that's – Kentucky can really change – I feel like it can really change my grade for Josh Heupel. Um I don't know about yours, but it, it, it could change oh, yeah. mine pretty drastically. 
And and we'll certainly we'll certainly talk about that too here here in a moment, like you said. Hey, let, let's start kind of the recap. And Tennessee gets the ball first, um, goes three and out, and that's something I'm going to get into when we talk about like grades for Heupel. This week, you, you did get Tyon Evans back, um, but we Tennessee wasn't able to rush for over, didn't get 100 yards rushing in the game. Um, you go three and out there, and you just needed was it two yards, three yards I think, and and. You're not able. No, it's third and one. It was third and one, and, and that was kind of the story of the night, right? Those short down situations. Alabama's defensive line dominated Tennessee's offensive line. Tennessee put themselves in good third down opportunities for most of the night. I mean, you had a fourth and one. I'm sure we'll get into that. And Tennessee has to take a delay. I mean, I, I know what they were doing, but I would have liked to see Tennessee go for it. But at the same time, all night, who's who's line? Who won at the line of scrimmage? And so that yeah. one wasn't good for Tennessee. I'm, I'm again. I, I don't think I would have liked to see him go for it, but it wasn't good for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely wasn't for a for sure thing, and definitely running the football. I wouldn't have ran the football in that situation. Yeah, I don't um, think you could have. Or, with the or I would have right. rolled Hooker out and, and give him that option where he could tuck it and run. Or and, and even Hooker, and this may have been the injury. He kind of struggled to get. I mean, he he ran the ball well, getting out of the pocket a couple times, but even he struggled to get some yard like crucial yardage. Just because maybe the injury, but also, I mean, Alabama's defenses, regardless of how they played this year, they have five, they're littered with four and five stars on the field. They have fat, quick guys, um, both vertically and and horizontally. And so I feel like he struggled to get crucial yards too on the ground. Yeah, I think it did have to do, like, I, I just noticed he wasn't as fast to get out of the pocket no, no. or or even like get away from tackles. He, it just didn't seem the same. Mm-hmm. Hooker that we've seen the the past couple weeks. Yeah, no, I I agree. So that's and that was kind of that first third and one felt like the story of a lot of those. Like I said, and um, Alabama comes out second drive makes it look like it looks like it could be a long night <laughs> from mm-hmm. their first drive. Uh, then then Tennessee responds like I hope uh, Josh Heupel's offense continues to look the rest of the season. And I want to talk about the the third um, the third Alabama drive and the third Tennessee drive because. That one felt again like Tennessee. Okay, so Tennessee they have that missed field goal, and then Tennessee gets a, a short field. Sorry, Alabama's fourth drive. Is that Alabama's third drive? Tennessee's fourth drive. That one. That that's the one I'm talking about. The not the missed field goal because Tennessee went down and scored, but the fumble that Tennessee causes at their own five yard line, seven yard yeah. line. I think is where we got it back. Look, goes three and out. Looks like, man, defense is going to play good. Offense has to find a way to capitalize. They do get gifted <laughs> that terrible roughing the kicker. Yeah, that Greg McElroy was like, oh, we'll see if they get roughing the kicker. I'm like, if they don't get roughing the kicker there. Yeah, there was like three guys that hit packs and broke on one play. <laughs> yeah. I mean. um, so they get to, get to that, and then Tennessee does take – Tennessee's offense does take advantage of that and goes down and scores. So the, you did have moments where they responded, but I felt like a lot throughout the game. Um, I believe – that didn't Tennessee get the ball in the second half, I believe, in Alabama territory and failed to score at all. We yeah, we blocked a punt. That was it. Blocked the punt, and, and we we kicked a field goal. We yeah. didn't. Okay, cash so we didn't in. score. Um, and, and and so like it's just like Tennessee's special teams in that scenario, but defense played a lot of good football for three quarters, and it didn't feel like Tennessee's offense could create the necessary cushion ever like could never really get out in front the way the defense played and obviously the defense still struggled in areas gotta find a way to bring down the quarterback and they did get to Bryce Young a couple times but how many times did he 
I mean, he scored a touch. His first, the first touchdown was him making a play. Or yeah, that, they, I mean, if you look on film, Tennessee's had trouble with that all, yeah, year, all year. Um, and Bryce Young isn't isn't the same kind of quarterback. And we said that last week. Um, but when you kind of when it's on film that it's easy to to get out. You know, Tennessee is they're playing coverage. You know, they're trying to get home with with four, maybe sending a, a an extra backer at, at some point. Um, but it's it's really hard for them to to really make a ton of plays like that. They're forcing people to get drive the length of the field, and it's kind of bend, don't break, right? Um, which has worked. But, well, and they're not giving up big plays. And the, the credit, that's my biggest credit to this defense, not just not giving up plays, like the fight in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alabama's, I think, longest touchdown was like that 18-yard run from Robinson where we just bounced off of them. Yeah, and, and this is a game where the margin of error is, is so small. Like you can't have, mm-hmm. you know, that that miscommunication with I think it was Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. It was – I don't know whose fault it was. It, it seemed like the receiver ran the wrong route or – um, Hinton Hooker maybe checked it, and it was not relayed to the receiver. I don't know what it was, but like that stuff just can't happen against an Alabama team, especially when we're at with injuries, depth, talent. Um, you just can't have those mistakes and expect to win that football game. Uh, agreed, and 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 Alabama made their fair share of mistakes too, and that that's kind of I guess the difference in good and great teams, and or you know who's going to capitalize on on those mistakes from the other team. It's uh, it, it's. Alabama can do so, and Tennessee did at times. They did at times, but you got to – if you want to upset a team, you've got to take advantage of all the mistakes. You, mm-hmm. It can't be some of them. But yeah, um, I, I thought we kind of played it exactly like Texas A&M played Alabama. Yeah, I thought they did. Um, I, I thought Bryce Young, again, you got to finish the playoff. This is where A&M probably has the better defensive line. Um, yeah, I thought we did a good job of getting pressure there. You just got to finish the plays off, and he did – he was able to check down like he has been all year a couple times um, where, you know, it, we, it's a half second away from bringing him down to the backfield. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think a lot like A&M. It's just what yeah, they it, it was just like the, third, the third down for me. I mean, they went 15 of 20 on third down. Like, that's yeah, not that's not good. That's yeah, not winning not, football. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to beat a lot of teams. Also, Tennessee had 12 penalties. Um, a lot of those were self-inflicted. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know there was some missed calls in that game i'm not sure what the fumble was i know we'll probably talk about that in a second but i don't know what that call was or what it should have been but it just didn't seem right whatever was called well more of my more of my i mean we can talk about that right now because we'll i mean we'll, we'll hit on this game we kind of jump around all the time so and i don't know you know that doesn't necessarily change the outcome of the game i don't think it's not like the old miss one so i'm not upset i'm upset for two reasons about that one though the biggest one was how does the booth not review it initially? Like, how does they stand over it? Because every every touchdown's reviewed. Mm-hmm. Well, you go that ball's out, so you have to look and to try to find who recovers it. Because the refs didn't say Bryce Young recovered it; they said he he ran it in for a score. Right. So you need to go review it, and they didn't decide. I don't. I don't. I don't think they ever. I mean, they didn't point a direction because they decided Bryce Young recovered or scored a touchdown. So they never review it. And then here's my next question. This is the one that I'm not sure weirded out about. So Josh Heupel calls a timeout to get it reviewed. The ruling on the field was changed. So didn't he technically win that review? Shouldn't he have kept his timeout? And this is, again, this is not about the outcome of the game. This is my uh, monologue about SEC officiating and how poor it is. I think he got to keep his timeout. I thought he lost it, and that was the whole, that's BS. Hmm. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. I, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not remembering. But I'm. Well, we didn't get to listen to the game, and that's right. The, so yeah. that, that makes it tough. You, we could hear it, but it's tough to know. We did know that the ref. That the, and then okay. So before that, I guess I should say. Um, before that, you have he comes out and he says the ruling on the field was that Bryce Young lost the ball, but he did recover it, and then he confirms it. But that wasn't the ruling on the field. So like that right there, I'm like, what is? What are you confirming then? And also, how can you confirm Bryce Young recovered it? He didn't have the ball when the pile broke. So if you want to say best thing we can assume is he hopped on, okay, that's fine, whatever. You aren't going to overturn that that fumble recovery. There's no way. But it should have been reviewed for a fumble. So uh, on the ESPN, this is what it, it says. Brosh Young, run for six yards. Brosh Young fumbled, forced by Jalen McCullough, recovered by Brosh Young for a touchdown. Right, but that was not the call on the field. They signaled touch, like they signaled that he – because the line right. judge on Tennessee side ran in and threw, threw up touchdown. So it doesn't say Tennessee called a timeout. Okay, that's fair. So maybe he did keep it. I thought that's what he was all upset about, though. Okay, all right. I think what he was upset about is that they couldn't. Like, how do you? How yeah, do you there there wasn't a clear like, recovery because Tennessee right. came out with the ball. So there's, yeah, how yeah, how does the and how does the camera decide that Bryce Young recovered it? That's what I don't understand. Right. And, and it was it wasn't. I mean, it couldn't have been play stands. <laughs> it's true, because that wasn't the call on the field. Right. It's it, like I said. It's it, it's the SEC officiating is poor in just about every sense of the, like. It's just I mean it's college football. It, it's a college football problem. And, and then their their whole thing, like a big thing with officials, is taking care of a quarterback. And Hinton Hooker got absolutely demolished. Yeah. And, and I feel like the. There's a guy in the booth that his only thing to watch for is is injured players. Hendon Hooker gets up and he's shaking his head. So one problem is Tennessee might go too fast to get that review. But how's the guy that's watching for injured players not have them check on Hendon Hooker, which would then trigger that targeting review? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like I know, I know Tennessee's guy. Don't, don't you Tennessee's have a guy, guy who's had him checked on? Oh yeah, 100%. I know that. I mean, when you look at. Uh, Darrell Taylor or Daryl Taylor. Yeah. That yeah Daryl Taylor where he's just like getting up off Mac Jones and they should he have done that. Probably not, but that's not a freaking, it's not a penalty. Like, no, yeah. it's not a penalty. Um, and then that one last night was on a penalty. But you have a guy in the back that's specifically looking at the quarterback after he throws the ball. How yeah. is it? How is it not even discussed? Well, and you had that play in the, I mean, Anytime a guy gets hit like that, usually it's going to trigger a flag, which I hate, but I don't mind as much now since there's review for it. When there wasn't review, I was like, you got to be way more careful. Now there's review, throw the flag, figure it out in the booth, that's fine. But I mean, that guy should have been thrown out. Well, we were watching, yeah, he should have. I mean, we were watching the Oregon UCLA game, though, and they, he throws a flag because there's a hard hit on the punter. How do I, I'm with you. How does that not trigger that? So I, I mean, Though, again, those those plays probably don't change. Now, getting Micah Moore out of the game would have been huge for Tennessee. It was huge for A&M. Malachi Moore? Malachi Moore. Same guy. M.M. Moore. M. Moore. You M. Moore. So. Yeah, he, he should have been out. It helped, it which is funny you because I think, Tennessee. I'm pretty sure he was the <laughs> one who got a targeting at Texas A&M. Yeah, no, he got thrown out in like the second quarter of A&M. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
So don't understand that. It, it is what it is. Um, I, 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 I understand it's Heupel's philosophy to go fast. At what point, especially in this game, though, I mean, I guess it's hard to – a lot of your offense is predicated on going fast. You saw Tennessee get safety – pull safeties out of position by tempo. So it's like, I mean, that's a lot of what your offense is predicated on, but you got to think at some point it's like, this is killing our defense. Yeah, um, but it could be one of those things. I know they mentioned it to Lane Kiffin after – I think it was – they're talking about L- Ole Miss going slow against LSU. They mm-hmm. need to slow it down because they're just giving them the ball back, and right. know, they, they need to just burn clock because they're up by so much. And apparently, Lane Kiffin said after the Tennessee game, he's like, "We tried to slow down, and it's just not who we are." You know, I, I don't, I don't know that for sure, but it, it could, it could be the same. Right, no, I, it's just you know they're used to doing all that in practice. It's hard to slow down. Yeah, I, I, and and that's why I do understand. I mean, that's a lot, again, of what your offense is built on. So I, I think that is tough. It's just like – and maybe it maybe it's just one of those perception things. Maybe it doesn't give the defense a better chance. I don't know. Because, I mean, the defense does have to do a, a better job of getting off the field at times. I mean, a lot of Alabama's touchdowns were five, six, seven-play drives, ten-play drives. So, I mean, like you're – you are kind of hurting yourself there too. The defense has to have the ability to get off the field as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha- having twelve penalties, you know, a lot. Of, some of those are false. A lot of those are false starts. You had a personal foul penalty; it just can't happen. Um, so, I mean, Tennessee kind of shot themselves in the foot a, a little bit with penalties. I mean, Alabama only had four. I'm sure a lot of that is is based off of uh, being in Tuscaloosa, but. 12 to 4, you know, that's a huge that's a huge swing in the game and then you look at third down, the talent gap, you know, that's that's why the score ended up being the way that it was. It, it just came into effect later on in the game. Um yeah, I kind of felt like just, Tennessee even if when Tennessee was up, felt like you were trying to plug a hole in the dam and it finally gave way. Right. Yeah, cuz like I said, I mean Tennessee is crawling to this bye week. Mm-hmm. They they shouldn't have been in that game. I'll, I'll say that. When no, you look I, at the talent, when you look at the roster, like coming into the season, oh. I mean, I I thought Alabama should beat us by forty. Yeah, and I I mean, I thought I told you I was like I seriously may take Alabama to cover. I should have, I didn't. Um, but don't do it in the first half. Don't ever do it in the first yeah. half. I um, which who had Tennessee covering first quarter? Who had Tennessee winning first quarter? It's got to be good odds. Oh yeah. Do y'all think Chris asked? Do we think? They should have had a return man for the 54-yard field goal attempt. Maybe late in the game. I feel like, though, nowadays college kickers are usually at least getting the 54-yard attempt through the – Yeah, like where did it land? Did it, land it, it, it never even got out of the end zone. It probably landed like a yard, two yards short, and it sat. <laughs> mm. So, technically never got out of the end zone. Um, on a, And I don't think they rushed a lot. So, in that sense, I would say, yeah, just throw a guy back there for – just to see what happens in case. Yeah, but but I think if you, my, if you miss it, like how far? How far is that guy getting? You know, obviously, like that personnel, they're not usually made to make a tackle. But um, if you return it and don't even get to where you were at, if they would have missed it, then that's that's true. But I mean, Velas Jones had a should was blocking the back against Pitt that was returned for a touchdown. So the, I mean, they can do it. Um, right. I, I kind of think since if, the, if you're bringing pressure because you're like, I want to try to get this blocked, it's because usually 
they want that in 1.8. I don't know what it is in college. That's NFL, but it's got to be close to that. 1.8 seconds, they want that ball away. But when you're back more um, and that kicker's thinking, all right, I need to really put a foot on this, he might unintentionally slow his um, approach down, and, and that allows – So, but Tennessee didn't bring pressure there, right? Any, like – yeah, and, and you're not you're not bringing pressure from everywhere usually. So there, you can throw. I, I would have thrown one guy back there. Just I think so sure. too. But that's also hindsight's twenty twenty. Like I yeah. said, most college kickers, most SEC kickers are getting that to the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, whatever um, is what it is. I I don't I do want to talk about players that impressed. I like you said this this the fact that this team was in it. I think shows a lot of fight. Um, it could have been ugly from the get go. In fact, it started to look that way from the first two drives and Tennessee continued to fight. I hate before we get into the players, I do want to ask this. I asked you this last night. I Lane Kiffin played Alabama tight in his one year at Tennessee. Derek Dooley never played Tennessee tight or Alabama tight. He also never played Tennessee tight. <laughs> his own team in it. Um Butch Jones had a tight game with Alabama in 15. And Jeremy Pruitt in 19 had a game that was a road call away from being a really, really close ball game, potentially winning it. Yeah. I don't, especially with the way the score ended up, this game could potentially be completely meaningless in the grand scheme of Josh Heupel and this Tennessee football team. I think because, yeah, like that that's literally a moral victory because you still got your ass kicked. Right. So, like, you really got to respond. I understand people being excited and – that's, but I need also I need anybody that wants to come to Tennessee, like or any outside media that's like you know they they're toxic. It's a toxic fan base. If the team fights, the fans support you. They're right. not going to watch what happened at the end of twenty twenty though. Like that's unacceptable football. But if you're fighting, also being competitive. In it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what. But because yeah, I mean that that's one thing coming into the season where like Josh Heupel has to find a way to be competitive. He don't have to win those games, but he has to find a way to, to keep people in it and be competitive against Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Yeah, yeah you you should get your ass kicked. And, 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 and you kind – score-wise, you kind of did, but you, you made it interesting for for three quarters and, and you were competitive in it. I think so, but again, you got to respond. So my question to you is, after 19, which, you know, back looking at 19, it was a turning point for Tennessee's football team. They won six straight um, after that, and so it was a turning point. So that's why I think this game is essentially – I know a lot of fans are excited, and I love to see the fight that this Tennessee team's had the last four or five weeks, and it was great to see for three quarters last night. I'm not saying they quit the last quarter. It was just a slaughter the last quarter. Um, I love it, but, like, we felt this way in 19, right? even before the six game win streak, like you left that game, you were pissed at one guy about it. You felt good about it in 19. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. Well, let's um, be cautious. That's all I'm saying folks. Like Josh Heupel's got um, six, more, five more games to play. How many? Four more games. Five. I can't count. You're good. How many games have we played? We not played eight. Yeah, we have. We got a bowl game, baby. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, so these four games are obviously very, very important. There's three very winnable games, but we felt this way in 19. So I think, I mean, it's it's on this team to respond, and you do get a bye week going into the last half of the season, so that's nice. Yeah, I think this Kentucky game is a huge – I think it's probably the biggest game on Tennessee's schedule. Um, and I think we, we mentioned either Ole Miss or Kentucky when 
I think we looked at like the biggest game. Oh, the game that you should like. Season. Well, we talked about the games you should win. Yeah, the the, the, the one game that you circle, you're like Tennessee. You know, that's the biggest game on Tennessee's schedule. It was Kentucky or yeah. Ole Miss. This um, is if you're going to win more games than you should. These are the two, one of the two games you got to try and get. Yeah, and um, so I, I think it is a good matchup for Tennessee. You don't have, you know, Will Evans has looked good, but he's not he's not better than Matt Corral, no. Bryce Young. Um, Emory Jones, I don't even think he's better than him. Um, you know, maybe he was better than him against LSU, but when he played against Tennessee, he looked like a freaking Heisman candidate, of course. Um, but I, I think it is a good matchup. They're, they're wanting to run the football. Um, they do get it done in the trenches offensively and defensively, so I think that's going to be tough for Tennessee. But, you know, I, I think I, – I don't, I don't think there's enough big – like Kentucky's not going to get any big plays. Um, so I think it's probably going to be a slow game on defense and then offense, you know, obviously we're going to go fast. Um, they got a pretty good defense. They got a really good football team, but I think it, mm-hmm. it, it's a good matchup for Tennessee when you look at um, their offense, our offense. Um, I just – Will Evans isn't going to get out. Like the one thing we're worried about on defense is a quarterback that can sling it or a quarterback that can really um, – run the football, and I don't think he's either one of those things. No, I agree. I think it's a much better matchup for Tennessee, and and that's why I think that game's circled. Because um, like you said, they're a good football team. Um, as much as I hate and it pains me to say it, they are a good football team, but it is a good matchup for Tennessee, and it makes it more attractive. So, yeah, I right. certainly agree with that. Um, let's talk about some of the players that impressed. I do think this game – I think guys continue to get better. Your mainstays have kind of hung around in the game. Um but guys that impressed you this game, and uh, you know, maybe they're new, maybe they're returning. I'll, I'll say real quick to kick it off, a guy that has had a good week, and you mentioned how maybe he needs to be on the field more is uh, Kamal Haddon. Yeah, come up with that big force fumble. Um, you know, I, I thought he played really well, and he had and, the most most tackles of a defensive back too. Yeah, um, it was good to see Brandon Turnage. You know, a lot of those guys get in there. Brandon mm-hmm. Turnage, Deshaun Rucker. You know, a, a I don't think Tennessee's going to grade out very well in the secondary. I don't think they did. Um, but, you know, Deshaun Rucker, apparently he's pushing for time, and, you know, he keeps making plays on special teams. I was going to the block punt. I mean, if you're giving up big plays like, uh, you know, that one to Jamison Williams, I think it was Jamison Williams, where, it, you know, he was lined up on Jalen McCullough and Aaron Beasley and went for a, a long gain. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you're making those mistakes. A guy like that can come in and take a spot easy. Yeah, and and you, you, the secondary didn't play great. But one thing I am glad to see that they did, it, it, I think it's what kept them in it for so long, is they were able to keep the game in front of them for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't letting guys just beat. When once they get behind you, it's tough. Like I mean, you're, you're – <laughs> You're, it's tough to make a play on the ball. Um, so I thought they did a good – now, obviously, you like to see them make stops and stuff and, – and, mm-hmm make that stuff matter at some point. But I thought they did a good job of keeping the game in front of them, which is – I mean, that's kind of the first part of it. Yeah, and Tennessee's defense, like with every team, they're making them earn it. Like mm-hmm. like I said earlier, they're making them drive the length of the field. They're not giving up big chunk plays. You know, they might give up some third downs and things like that. But, uh, you know, like right. you said, they're keeping the game in front of them. Like you're going to earn those seven points. You get it, you're going to earn it. Um, not giving it up anything cheap. And I think, you know, we gave them short fields. And we're not turning the ball over, so we're not really 
um, giving teams short fields. But, you know, in the fourth quarter, that kind of happened. You had some desperation trying to go for it on fourth down and mm-hmm. just not working out. And, uh, you know, they're able to score more points than probably they should have. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Another guy I'll mention on the defensive side of the ball, too. I'll, I'll stick with it. And uh, Byron Young. I, I mean, it sucked that he didn't get to get his first start until Tennessee Tech because I think he may have come along. I think he's just getting the speed of the game and because he's just playing better. And better. Yeah. He's playing tougher opponents and he's making more plays. So yeah. I think it would have been nice to have him those first two games of the season and um, kind of see his his improvement happen a little bit quicker. But he continues to come into his own, gets a sack against Bryce Young. Um, and he's just, he's. He's kind of getting to where we expected. Um, obviously, you'd like more from him because Tennessee does need that guy on the defensive line right now, but he's playing good football right now. Yeah, I mean, he just seems relentless. Um, and he's not perfect by any means, but it, it just seems like even if he gets caught up by a tackle, he seems to always make it difficult on a quarter. Like, he's going to make them move in the mm-hmm. pocket. Um, now, if, you, if you're able to get out, you know, that's – it is what it is, but he, he's making a quarterback uncomfortable, and that's his job. Yeah, um, and it was good to see him finally get home last night against Russia. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Chris, both Chris, first off, Chris Northside, what's up, man? Good to have you in always, um, Chris. I'm gonna answer. We're gonna answer that question because I like it, but we'll get that after the Alabama game here. Um, another guy that uh, continues to impress, Cedric Tillman, seven receptions, 152 yards. He had a touchdown. He seemed to do more kind of after catch this game. Um, which he did have that big one against Pitt that he, you know, made stuff happen after catch as well. Um, but Cedric Tillman just – it's it's nice to give give more weapons. You've had Tillman, Peyton, and Bayless Jones kind of having their own game. It seems like you're kind of spreading the wealth around. And I thought Jabari Small was really good out of the backfield too on Saturday night. He got involved in the passing game. Yeah, that was good to, to finally get a running back involved because that hasn't really been the case over the past couple weeks. Well, yeah, Cedric Tillman. I mean, when he got on, like, whoever thought he was going to be the the player that he's turning into. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver you, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, we just get the – I mean, Juwan Jennings, Callaway, you know, those guys like Josh Palmer. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really thought that they would be NFL players, but here's another guy that probably didn't even really expect him to make an impact at Tennessee, and he has 152 yards on seven catches and a touchdown against Alabama. In Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa, yeah. Um, another guy for me, I'm, I'm going to go another defensive guy. Uh, that's Matthew Butler. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just – he's been solid all year. He's playing a ton of snaps, like a crazy amount of snaps for a defensive tackle. Um, he had nine tackles, uh, four solo, one and a half tackles for loss. He's just a man-child. Um, he's big. He's athletic. He, he's been in this program for a long time, and – uh it, it just seems like a guy that Tennessee really trusts up front. And right. He's making the most of all of his opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I like the way Matthew Butler's playing. And and you mentioned kind of the same thing, I think, for pretty much a lot of guys on the defensive line. You mentioned Byron Young. Even when they're they're not – they get held up, it seems like they're at least making the quarterback move around. Let's just finish yeah. those plays. Yeah, they, they just don't – like some, some defensive players, and I'm not saying that they do on – Tennessee because I haven't seen it a ton, but some like they get held up, they're done. They yeah. think their their play is over. Like right. oh, I'll try again next time and try to get past them. But yeah, this team runs to the football. And that's when you don't have the talent. I guess that's really all you can <laughs> really ask. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, next guy, I'm gonna go with Hendon Hooker. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we say his name every week, but coming in here, being questionable, you know, working to get back and, you know, he could have been like, no, nah, I'm not playing this week. I'm playing in Kentucky. Um, but the competitor in, in him, and he, he showed out. 282 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. He did have the pick. That was not really his fault, miscommunication. It wasn't just like a bad throw. Um, and then 26 yards rushing against a, a really good defense. I mean, he's been the spark. I, I know I'm a Panthers fan, so uh, Matt Rule said after their game today, like they switched up quarterbacks because they – needed a spark on offense, and he was hoping that switching quarterbacks would do that. Um, it didn't because it was just <laughs> a terrible game. But, I mean, props for him. Like, Kenan Hooker has been the spark of this football team since he's come in and started playing, been named the starter. He has made this offense run, and, and they yeah. cling to him. You know, that he's put them on, their, on his back, and – you know that's one. That's why he's one of the best quarterbacks, not only in the SEC but in the country. Yeah, and that, that too is what separates really good teams. Is do you have a quarterback that can do that? And um, Tennessee obviously needs more than just that. But it feels good to have a quarterback. It does. He's done. A, he's done a good job. And um, and and like you said, being that spark guy, just being a um, good leader. Just not. I mean, I don't. I don't know in necessarily terms of locker room how. But when you're the quarterback, you're the natural leader. Um, and he's he's done a great job of that. And yeah, I think if hopefully Tyon Evans is healthy for Kentucky, but um, because we're going to need more from the rushing game again, you know, against them. But that's yeah. a, that's a, he's been a, he's been a lot to make Tennessee more dynamic. What, what did you good. think of? Twenty four points is the most points Tennessee has had against Alabama since two thousand three. That's pretty. I would not. I would have thought the Butch Jones era would have produced more at some point. I just don't remember. Like Twenty four points isn't a lot of points. <laughs> Not a lot. That's the first time Alabama has trailed at the end of the first quarter in nine years. Oh shoot! And I thought they meant to Tennessee, but I went back and read it. Now I, you know, I could be wrong, but I went back and read the stat, and it did not specifically say to Tennessee. And I'm thinking Tennessee did they lead in the first quarter? That would have been 2011. There's no way. No, not 2011. 2012. There's definitely no way. So, so were they? Were they beating LSU? I guess they would have had to have been. Or, or at least Todd, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see if I can find it real quick. If anybody knows for sure, if you got to watch the broadcast, I went and back and rewatched the game today. So LSU was ahead 10 to 7 in the first quarter. Okay. So it must have been Tennessee, but there's, I mean, I'll look up that game. Was Tennessee really leading in 2012 at the end of the first quarter? I'm trying to remember. I don't think Tyler Bray played that game. Oh, he oh he did. Never mind. He did. That was the year before, I think, that um his name started. I'm it's losing me. I'll look it up and see if that that must have been it. But I went back and reread it and it was not. It didn't say specifically Tennessee, but I guess in the context we're, we're of the game. Losing, we're losing that one seven to three in twenty twelve. Maybe maybe it was trailing by seven then at the end of the first. Maybe that was a stat. Okay. Because that if if LSU was up ten to seven, made up stat. Yeah, uh, (laughs) he's never thrown an interception in a clean pocket. In twenty eleven, we were tied three to three. You love to see it. I think um, maybe it was twenty ten, but I think uh, Sims started that game. Twenty ten. 
or he finished it. 2010 to 2011. It was we yeah. went down. We went down banged up to Alabama. I remember. Joe said no mention of Tennessee, but it said trailing at the end of the first quarter. If I'm right, okay. So I don't. say so we found out they weren't trailing Tennessee nine years ago. So I don't know. Pat Sims had a QBR of 18.1. You love to see it. You love to see it. Michael Lardy had a hundred. Big punt. Um, did you? Uh, did you have any other players you wanted to talk about that impressed before we kind of move on to to some team team talk? Maybe outside the Alabama. Game? Um, I, I'll go Deshaun Rucker making a, a play on special teams that you know could have really. If Tennessee's able to, to cash in on, on a touchdown, I think that's it's a very interesting game from then on. Uh, yeah, 100%. And then I think another crucial play in, in that game, other than that punt, was not going forward on fourth down. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you look at, like, you give the ball back to Alabama, they go down and score. Yeah. And it I kind think of rabbles from there. And I think that was a point in the game where it's like, you need to do all you, you need to do all you can before – like you knew it was about to, it was going to unravel at some point. So it's like you yeah. need to do all you can before it unravels. Especially when, like, I mean, you can't run the ball. You're you're banking on big plays. You know, Javante Payton. I know you had that one drive where you 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 know just kind of drove it down the field and then cashed in on a Bayless Jones touchdown. But the rest of those touchdowns were big plays. Um, right. So I mean that. Tennessee desperately probably needed to go for it on fourth down. Did elected not to. Again, hindsight twenty twenty. You know what if you throw a pick six on fourth yeah. down? I mean, um, it's. But yeah, I mean well, that 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 could have made things very interesting if Tennessee is able to to get some points on that drive instead of giving it back to Alabama. Absolutely, uh, have to agree with that. Um, unfortunately, it's yeah, I. I guess before we get away from the Alabama game, kind of to that point, it's like is if there's not a lead you're comfortable with, because there's not – I mean, there's no way there's a lead you're comfortable with against Alabama uh, right. if you're Tennessee. Uh, there should nef- definitely not be a – yeah, it was first time trailing by seven-plus points after the first quarter. So okay. That was it. Um, there's definitely not a points that you're trailing that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to try and get as many points as possible there, and, and that's why I think you need to go for that. Um, let's, so I do want to talk about hypo's grade, but I like this question. Cause I think this goes into kind of grading him come February. Um, Chris Carlisle asked, what do y'all think about us improving our overall numbers, focus on recruiting class? All, you know, that's, that's obvious, um, portal, or even trying to get some current players being super seniors. It is very, 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 very important that Josh Heupel recruits every single Avenue this off season. You're recruiting in building. You're obviously recruiting the upcoming class, but you're recruiting and building and you're recruiting out of the transfer portal as hard as you can to get those numbers back up. And when I say recruiting and building, I think super seniors are important, but I think you've got to, and there's going to be guys that want to transfer. They want to find more playing time, but it is so, so crucial to keep as many guys in building after this season as possible because you got just melee last season. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, transfer portal, it looks like Tennessee is very comfortable with taking, Transfer guys like in the trenches, defensive line. You know, Caleb Tremblay, Dejon Terry. Um, I, I look for them to do probably the same thing. Guys with experience being able to help now um, build up that depth. 
Also, you want to get guys – I mean, you, you want to do both. Like you said, recruit every avenue. I mean, my thing is recruit, 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 recruit. I mean, yeah. we need hey. – Scott. like what we were talking about, you take 66 players, we have, what, 70? I think, I think we technically have 77 on scholarship, but mm-hmm. six of those I think are super seniors. Seven of them are super seniors. Gotcha. So, yeah. We're like, why is Cade Mays not just making the trip? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the, what's the difference <laughs> at this point? Um, yeah, and I mean, you recruit every avenue every season. Um, you know, you're working on keeping some guys in building, and then the other twos are, are obvious. But it's it's like it's going to become so, so crucial to your development next year of, of getting back to as close to that 80 number as humanly possible, 85. And, um, and it helps that you're able to get – you're able to sign what, like – Six more guys. Yeah, they, they're adding to that, tra- six or that more transfer guys, portal. Yeah. Um, so it's you're able to replace if six yeah. guys you can replace up to six. And it doesn't benefit Tennessee any more than other any other team in the country, but at least Tennessee does get that luxury this season where you didn't really yeah, get last year. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think it, I think it's really crucial and it'll go into how I grade Heupel in the in February. And hopefully he's not a victim of circumstance with some guys. Hopefully it works out. Tennessee's got to recruit better but you're you were in a competitive game last night on primetime um you obviously you know had that showing for Ole Miss with with a bunch of crucial guys if you go win in the back part of the season I'm pretty confident I'm not saying you're, you're going to have a top ranked recruiting class um but I'm pretty confident you'll be in a much much better spot come early signing day and come February if you can go and win the games you're supposed to maybe get one you're not supposed to mm-hmm. go go be competitive if not win a bowl game and, and you're in a I think in that sense, a lot of the recruiting, obviously, Hypo and his staff have to do a lot too. But I think a lot of the recruiting will take care of itself. Yeah, because I mean, you mentioned like the the fan, the fan base, the atmosphere. You know that that stuff resonates. It hits home. Um, you know, putting Walter Nolan on a on the rock. You know, chanting his name after the fourth fourth quarter. It's got to resonate somehow, some way to a freaking seventeen year old kid. I miss that they chanted his name, but that's that's I don't know how to feel about that, but it does make college football what college football is. Like you don't see Jaguars fans chanting Trevor Lawrence <laughs> as they're losing to they're they're tanking for Lawrence. You don't see that. True. They knew it was happening. So uh it might be a little uh out there, but it, it is what make the weirdness, and we'll kind of talk about it when we recap college football this week. The weirdness is what makes college football so fantastic. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what this thing looks like. But yeah, you're able to just sell a, you're you're just selling a vision. But now you're actually it, it's coming into fruition. You're actually have some success to what you're saying. You're like, hey, we're going to put up high powered offense, but you don't really know what it's going to look like. What what success you're going to have in this league when you never played in this league before. Yeah, your first your first recruiting class when you you've never coached a game is all vision. Um, you really don't want that second class to be all vision. You want to have some some legwork to it before you know. Obviously, a lot of it's vision, but I think Tennessee's done a good job of laying that groundwork. Um, yeah, I to mean, not it, just be like not you're not just selling an empty po- you know poster with well, this is what we want to do. You're you're saying well here's the product we're, we've already put on the field. Here's what we're working towards. I think Josh Heupel and his staff have done a good job of doing that so far. Obviously, you still have uh, five game, four games left. Five, if you're landing, and um, you, so you're you're hoping to really continue reaching that vision in those those five games. Yeah, I mean Tennessee's. I mean they they should be telling recruits, hey, we're taking a knife 
to a gunfight every time we play an SEC team. And we do it smiling. Yeah. We're psychopaths. We love it. Yeah. Coach Eckler's already got blood on him. We don't know from where. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on the front lines for sure. Uh, yeah, we we don't we're not blessed with Brick Tamlin's. Uh, we don't have the hand grenade guy yet. We right. you, you, do you want to be that hand grenade guy? Let me ask you that. I'd say the, the just watching this team play. There's a lot of guys that would jump on that grenade for the rest of the team. That's what it seems like to me. I could Definitely. be wrong. But I but want it, that. I want the hand grenade to be ours. Like I want to throw that. I want our guy to throw that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only. We don't, even, we don't even have a trident guy right now. I need someone with a trident too. <laughs> we like you said. We just got the knives. I, I need more. I need more. We need yeah. more weapons. I mean, coming into the season, I thought it was more like a, like a butter knife. Yeah. How many people that. think? Do you think know that we were talking about Anchorman there? I need to fill out our audience. Mm. Think everybody caught on to that, or is that just a me and you thing? I don't know. I'm sure some people got it. Yeah, might have been Joe, Joe. Probably got it. Joe, did you get that? Did you get that? Joe's young. Are you an Anchorman guy? That's my problem. Be. A lot of people. He's, he's an me. old soul. He's got to know it. I mean, what's the answer you want? I, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I, you answer it honestly. I'm not judging. I know yeah. Are you are you an old. Anchorman guy or not? I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's a Will Ferrell guy. I would say so. Like, I haven't, I haven't like. So you got the it's, reference. It's not like how they gonna answer Step Brothers, but yeah, like I, I'm okay. familiar with. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely not Step Brothers. Step Brothers is like the most quoted movie of all time. Oh yeah, is that a fact? It's got to be. It's got has to be. That is like how there's just so many obscure quotes in there. Oh yeah, it's like you're gonna lick that white dog shit. Like that's one of the greatest quotes. <laughs> I, I will say I'll, I'll think... say it like daily. In the fair, I do daily. <laughs> Probably not daily, but I feel like I say it pretty often. That's fair. I I can't argue that because I know a lot of people are stepbrothers fans, so I, I can't. I won't. I won't argue that. I won't do it. But you're you're a Never bigger Anchorman guy. Yeah, I think I think Anchorman is very very quotable, just because there's. Oh, so I agree. It's just not as quotable. I won't argue. We won't get into that tonight. <laughs> I feel like we've argued this before. I, I'm like bringing up old memories, so I, I'm not going to do that tonight. I won't, won't bore them with those details. Um, I'm, I've got ESPN pulled up, so I just watched Josh Heupel running down the field. What do you think about him like doing his best Lane Kiffin impression? Who's got more speed? Is it Kiffin or, or Heupel? Kiffin like acts like he's going to kick a clipboard or throws it in the air or something. Josh he Heupel does. is just—he's getting his steps in. <laughs> yeah. he, he's got the—he's got the tracker on his arm. He's got that Fitbit. Yeah. He does kind of look like the guy, like the offensive lineman, who's like, "Really, we had to make a big play there. I'm a little tired." I don't want right. to make this run. I will, but I don't want to. I mean, he's a he's a hefty lefty. <laughs> Is he left-handed? Yeah. I didn't know that. All right, now I feel like we got a good chance of winning. Didn't know we had a left-handed quarterback on our roster. So what's uh, what, what do you – I mean, I know a lot of people feel better after that game. It's just hard to because I know Tennessee's been in some Alabama games. How do you how do you feel about just Heupel and his staff in general, this program, I guess? I mean, I feel like this team continues to fight. Um, you know, even like when we were down, I feel like no one like quit. Um, and I don't know if it's just me like trying to see the best in it. Mm -hmm. My orange goggles are on. Um, it just seems like there's a different feel to it. And maybe well, it was just because we weren't around last year to really like feel the atmosphere. Um, but it's, it just seems like a different vibe. Well, I guess the better question is, do you feel better or worse 
stay the same after the Alabama game, after last night? From a from a season standpoint, I, I don't think it really changed anything. Okay, for me, Joe, uh, how, how did you okay. feel, how did you feel about it? Yeah. I think seeing the fight, like you're right, like I I know I know like my fake like just total BS, like no, this is like this is the new coach, like this is different, like I knew it with Butch and I knew it with Jeremy, like this feels actually different, and like I'll actually say it that like and yeah, I think last night, I mean, I don't think it was a massive. I would actually say Ole Miss was probably more of a more of a factor maybe because it was in Neyland and like you could really see that team like they no matter what and even last night like I know the last the fourth quarter whatever but for those three quarters those guys you know they were have each other's back like they are I don't know what Hypel's doing you know behind the scenes during practices and stuff but they're starting from the bottom with like building a team these are your brothers you got their backs and like no matter like what's going on in the field don't you know keep it good in the locker room so yeah, seeing Dane Davis shove Henry Toto's <laughs> helmet into the dirt, that was awesome. Isn't it? I mean, it's just – it's awesome. I mean, I don't know if Dane Davis made a, a ton of plays last night, but you you earned yours with that one. You got that? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, know, Dragons was ready to fight. Was it? No, it was – Carvin. Calbert. Okay. Carvin. Carvin. Yeah, Carvin ready wanted – Yeah, he wanted all <laughs> – Henry Toto wanted none of that. No, he talked. I don't know if you saw after and... the game, but um, when Toto was, you know, he was pretty much dapping up everybody from Tennessee that he used to play with. But I don't know if you saw Jeremy Banks wanted nothing to do with it. He he was calling out JB JB like trying to get his attention, and Jeremy Banks just cold shouldered him and walked right away. He's like, "Don't talk to me, like don't yeah. don't give me none of that." So, respect for Jeremy Banks. I'll I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, he got that personal foul, but <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes up for yeah. it a little bit. He's the definition of I hate him or I love him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Jawan Jennings would be that same way. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, if you're not with us, you're against us. Screw you. Well, and I think it's funny. I mean, you see it just because, I mean, those guys are – because to an extent it's not – I mean, it's not personal. But I do need Toto to understand. Like, he can say, like, oh, I just wanted a better opportunity, blah, blah, blah. But this is a – this is a heated rivalry. And You you don't don't say you bleed orange or – Tennessee will always be my home and then go to Alabama. That's just yeah. not how that works. No, it's, it's not possible. It's like the, the Ty Simpson thing. I, I'm always going to be a Tennessee fan. If you're a Tennessee fan, you don't sign <laughs> to go to Alabama. I don't care how good they are. Exactly. So I, you got to understand some hate there. I mean, it's just, and again, it's what makes college football fun and weird and it's it's great. You knew some guys were going to go and they, they were, it was his teammate. I mean, I'm sure they're friends. I'm sure they, yeah. I think somebody talked about still texting him like often. And uh, so, yeah, I think. I think the uh, I love the hate though. I love the I love that Jer- Jeremy Did that Banks. To me. Is, yeah, I yeah. love that. It makes it makes it more fun. Um, so so it doesn't change. I know we kind of graded hypo last week. You tweeted it like Tennessee's beating Kentucky. So I mean, it did give you. Did it give you more hope, or did you feel that going into this game, and that just reassured it? Yeah, I kind of felt like that going into it, but then. You know, seeing the big plays and seeing us not being able to run the ball but still be in the game, yeah, I think that – I don't think we have that many penalties. If we're able to get healthy, we don't have that many penalties. God, I can't even talk. Um, I think we whoop Kentucky. I wouldn't. I shouldn't say whoop, but I think we beat them. Do you – I hate to be negative. This, is this negative? I don't know. 
but we played Alabama close in 19. We beat a top 10 Kentucky team at home in Neyland. I know this one's on the road in Lexington. It's filling all out like 19. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's fine with me, right? <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I, I, it's the Jeremy Pruitt factor is what I'm saying. Like, it feels like a Jeremy Pruitt, not the team. I mean, it, I think a lot of it is. I think a lot of it is mental. Like, I mean, we can't get over that Florida hump. It, it just feels mental. Um, yeah. They just play out of their mind, or they have one like crazy play that you know, like they did in what was it, eighteen, uh, seventeen, when they throw that freaking hell mary and we're in regular defense, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just always seems like there's just a mental hurdle that we can't get over with Florida. I think it's the opposite with Kentucky. You beat Kentucky because they're Kentucky. Who cares what they're ranked? No, I think I, th- I agree with that. It does. It does suck for Tennessee that Kentucky got to feel that, like not even just a win over Tennessee. It, they did kind of get that dog stopping. Mm-hmm. And and they're better. They're better than last year. Oh yeah, I mean this Kentucky team. If they beat Tennessee, they're going eleven and one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I, I agree to an extent. Tennessee does have that. Power over Kentucky. I mean, they they haven't won. Yeah, let's let's spoil that much at all, if any, um, in the last thirty years. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, no, I obviously it's big for Tennessee. I had them at six and six. That gets you to seven wins. I mean, if you lose to Vanderbilt and South Alabama, fire Josh Heupel that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I'm not, I don't want to hear any excuses. <laughs> I mean, we could we should be able to go pull a team off of any high school field in Knoxville area and, and play with if not beat Vanderbilt in, in South Alabama. Um, Vanderbilt's terrible. They're next level terrible. Yeah, they're really bad. Really bad. So. Um, grades. Let's uh, let's just go with a grade. Joe, do you got a grade for Coach Heupel so far this season through eight games? Uh, straight grade or like coming from the fact that I've been through – all the coaching searches and everything. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll add everything in. Let's go. Well, that, well, that, well, that was my question. Do we start him at like a C or are we start him on an A? Right, like where, a, where's, the, where's the floor? Mm, I mean, you start like you, you have a 0%. Okay. And you, have, you also have those expectations. So, I mean, that like I feel like a C is expectations. Like yeah, you okay. did exactly what I thought you would do. I say B plus. I think he's still got a lot to show. I don't think like we've had any like obviously if you you know beat Ole Miss, beat Alabama, that's definitely like a bump up into the A's. A, you know, A minus A, A A plus even um. But I think he still has a lot to show. But he's definitely exceeded expectations. I think expectations again were to come in and you know with how paper thin the roster is and everything like you know people are just kind of like whatever C plus. So I think I think he's definitely turn the team around and like exceed expectations, but I don't want to go too far and put them in like the A's at least. So I think B plus is a solid. Yeah. It's a good starting hey, with the rest got? of the season to play out until next year. Yeah. Joe had a good point there. I think there has been, he has exceeded expectations in some places. I was before Joe, I was going to go C plus is a B minus and a C plus the same in this situation. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to go quite as much as B plus. I feel like that territory, you're probably beating pit. Um, yeah, the picking I, I don't, I, takes me out. You know, I, I don't know. But beating Pitt, especially the way they've – I mean, they had that – their only losses to – is it Western Michigan? So, it's like, that's a really good win if you beat them. Yeah. So, I, I I think in that B area, I think I'm just going to go straight B. I think he has um, 
definitely look better in a lot of areas than, than we thought was going to be the case with this team. But at the end of the day, you want to win. Alabama did still cover. Um, you did lose to Ole Miss. But you probably could have done some things better offensively against Ole Miss and Pitt. So I think I'll, I think I'll sit in the B area um, just because I think you have left some opportunities out there. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with straight B as well. Uh, that's what I, I wrote down, so I'm going to stick with that. But yeah, people might say it's too low or too high, but, you know, he, he is – this team is playing a lot better than people expected in play coming into the year. Um, now, you you haven't really won any games. Four, you are still 4-4 four four on the – the win in the win sheet. So. Correct. You you haven't won like any like people thought you'd be four and four here. Right. Um, you know, there was hope that you'd be a little bit bit better, but you have been competitive against a Florida and Alabama. Um, so I think that that definitely you've exceeded expectations in that regard. The defense is playing a lot better than everybody thought. And um, you know, Josh Heupel hired Tim Banks, but Tim Banks <laughs> deserves a lot of credit for that too. Um so yeah, that it, it could be higher if you go out and beat Kentucky. Yeah, I think a B plus isn't out of the question. If I think I mean, unless Kentucky just completely falls apart, I think you might be getting into the A area if you beat Kentucky. Yeah, you, you finish seven five, you go win a bowl game. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's get an A minus A plus. I think also you got to factor in. You got to recruit some guys too. You got to get some guys yeah. in here. You oh, do yeah. have Addison Nichols, Stephen Jackson, a, a big time quarterback, big time offensive lineman. Um, if you're able to lock in some of these, get in with some of these in-state guys, you know, you got one at Powell that, that's pretty high up there in the rankings that, that Tennessee would love to to have him sign and get on campus. Got to do both now. <laughs> um, and keep him on campus. Right. Yeah, so, the, I mean, I, I think there is room for improvement. Um, but yeah, I think a, a, a B is where I have Josh Heupel so far. That's pretty good to me, I think. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think – like I, in my head, logically, and maybe that's why I had him lower. Logically, everything that you all have said made sense to like give him that B. But you're making like, that dean's list, right? Yeah, and it's like that C. It's like the C area is almost kind of like what my like. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, maybe I'm being pessimistic, but then the logic tells me no. It, it should be better. Yep. Um. So I I feel good about Josh Heupel and where he has this team as of now. I think a lot's left up to to question, but. You, I don't think you can be disappointed in where Tennessee's at at this very moment. Um, it's okay to say, you know, maybe they could have done a few things better, but I, I think it's it's unreasonable to be disappointed with where we're at. Yeah. And and I, I, and one guy wants to argue, you know, whether ten, Tennessee would be better at this point than Jeremy Pruitt. I don't think Jeremy Pruitt would be worse, I guess, as far as record right now, but he wouldn't be better. Yeah, I mean the those the Florida Alabama game, Ole Miss game, would have been bad. So, whatever. I like the B. I'm okay with the B. Yeah. Anything else, kind of for Tennessee, Josh Heupel, before we we get into um, some college football from this week? Get healthy, baby. Get healthy. <laughs> Um, definitely get LV. I want to start off, and I know I'm getting like way ahead of myself here. I want to start off with my most important of the week because it's part of the college football recap. Um, so we had a very weird, weird week in, in college football. I know me and you talked about it, like this is not going to be fun. I don't think it ended up being fun in the weirdest way possible. Um, started off with Oklahoma and Kansas at noon. Weirdest game of all time. What was it 10 to 10 at half? 
It was uh, 10 to nothing. Oh, 10 to nothing at half. Kansas, Kansas is up. That's right. They didn't score any. Yeah, that's right. Um, so just a weird game. There's like 14 people total at the game. What well, halftime, again, why college football is so awesome. It's why it's my most important of the week. Kansas sends out tweets. They send out emails. <laughs> they go on the radio station. They're like, come to the game right now. We are in this. We are winning. Please come to the game. And they get a couple hundred people there. I guess students are like, ah, oh, we don't have anything else to do. Let's let's I see if we can. Put your tickets to a Kansas. I guess it's different because it Oklahoma's in town. Yeah, I, I know that, but like, okay. how much are they like anyway? Oh, there were maybe like a thousand people there at the beginning of the game. My dude, you got to start giving those things out. You got to get uh, a if you bring in a can of corn or something like that, you get in for free. Exactly, and it, I just I love that, and I love that people showed up. Like it would have been funny to make fun of them if no one came in when they made that oh, announcement. But it makes it like you're like, yeah, those kids on campus were probably just at the bar hanging out. They probably weren't even watching the game, and they just show up. It's awesome. And then obviously you have that weird ending. Oklahoma wins. Would have been more fun for Kansas to win, but that's what they call. It. That's what make a college football the best, dude. I feel like Oklahoma's going to end up in the playoff, and the fact that they only lost to Kansas by eight should make should prevent them from getting in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, that is trash. Don't but Kansas, Kansas, their quarterback looked good. I don't know if he's played all year, but he played good in that game. I'm going to go with he hasn't looked good all year because they're one and six. Right, I, I'm I'm saying has he has he been the quarterback? Oh, I, I have no idea. I can proudly say I've not watched a Kansas game at this point. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I haven't watched one. Um, yeah, that, I, I love that about college. It would have been obviously you had that Ford Progress call too that Tennessee fans were riled up about. Um, <laughs> what is Ford Progress? We've been asking what is targeting for so long, and now it's Ford Progress. You had a catch for a while targeting Ford Progress. I love it. Love it. Um, we had uh, Cincinnati and, and Navy, also a noon game. I, did, did you have Navy on – or Cincinnati, I guess, on upset alert? Someone did. I did not. It, okay. Who was it? Was it freaking Bear? It might have been Bear. Blonde Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, yeah, that dude is terrible. I mean, his picks are absolutely atrocious. I want to know when he was winning because you have to get to a point that you're winning a lot to get on college game day giving off picks, right? I guess. I mean, is he just like the stats guy that just throws in like Maybe. some picks? Maybe. Because if he's just there for picks, I mean, you got to get somebody else in there. Well, he also said Cincinnati hadn't, you know, like beaten anyone significant. I'm like, not only did they beat, they whooped Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, I mean, it was like a 10 point ball game, but Notre Dame. Well, it's just college football is so freaking weird. I mean, yeah. like, you have games like, Okay, that's like who had Army Wake Forest scoring 126 points? I don't think anyone. I think everyone had the under in that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very weird. Very, very strange. That wasn't that game. Didn't Wake Forest score an absurd amount in the fourth quarter or the second half? I mean, they kind of both, it kind of just went back and forth. Well, and I love that Army, you know, the Army does get that onside kick. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, you have to try and win the game, but it's like you can't throw the ball. So what are you really going to do if you recover this on when you did recover this onside kick? It's like, a, cool, we got the ball. We can't throw. What do we What do we do with it now? <laughs> that was a. 
At least it was a fun. Hey, it was a made it for a fun afternoon. That's the that's a good that's a good thing. There ended up not being like any upsets, right? Or Miami did upset NC State. NC State. Um, but that was it. You thought LSU and Ole Miss was going to be a good game for a minute, and then Ole Miss just took a hold. And... Yeah, they look. Ole Miss looked terrible. Didn't have Matt Corral like was first, definitely injured. Yeah, the first couple drives, I was like, "Oh man, they're going to get beat and lose me yeah. a ton of money." <laughs> You know, um, that, that parlay I lost last night, the only one that didn't hit was I had Alabama cover in the first half. So, it's kind of bittersweet that Tennessee was the reason I didn't win that money, but it's also kind of sucks that we didn't end up covering, too. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. I didn't, Did I didn't you agree with that. Illinois, Penn State? No, we haven't talked. We do need to talk oh, about that. Oh, that is another Penn upset. State, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was an upset. Was Wisconsin an underdog to Purdue? I can't remember. No, uh, Wisconsin was think... favored. Okay. That's yeah, they were favored three and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, that Illinois-Penn State game, though, so now that you've seen it rolled out, like a game like that, do you like the overtime rules? Do you hate them? Do you indifferent? I think it's rare to say that, like, Nine overtimes, obviously no one's ever like that's rare to say that's gonna go that much. I I mean I don't I don't like that like none of this like the stats don't count. Like I feel like if I I mean I know like the scoring is different like it's two point conversions, but like none of it counts. I mean they're only only get three yards, so I know, but like (laughs) I, I did like that you could actually score touchdowns in overtime yeah i mean it, i think it i hope a national championship is never decided by that like i hope there's different rules mm-hmm. just in case or a big game sec championship big 12 championship is ever scored and you know one in the fourth overtime or something like that because that would suck like two point conversions winning it but it was fun i'll admit i had a good time watching it i'm with you i not over i'm like wasn't the thing they were trying to prevent that from happening and it yes. still happened. Right. <laughs> yes. Which it is funny. Like, I mean, I guess you could see a score quicker, but I feel like most games in overtime are going to end faster from 20 yards out than two, than three yards out. Yeah. I don't know. That's why they don't pay me. Um, Iowa State, though. What was that? Oh, like? God. They beat Oklahoma State. Matt it was, uh, it was seven. It was oh, Iowa State Oklahoma. minus seven. So they didn't. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Can we talk about that taunting, though? I didn't see the taunting. I have heard people talk about it. It Oh, no, I'm getting it. Watching it. Absolutely ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I watched it and was like, there's no way that's what they threw a flag on. It's just, I don't know. It it ruins whatever. Have you seen it? it so bad. No, I haven't seen that, but I did see another. He didn't even, he like high stepped. Yeah. He he looked back at the the runners. That was it. He like it looked like he was looking back to see if anyone was there to see if he could high step. It didn't look like he said anything or and it wasn't even like I mean he didn't do a full Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I mean he just kind of skipped to my loo in the end zone. Yeah, that was a that was garbage. I cannot believe I can't believe that negates a touchdown. That's the That's the thing. Why. Yeah. Because if you're if I if that was like a if they lost that game or if that was like a serious oh they did it because he game, wasn't in the end zone already yeah 
So it shouldn't negate it. If you're going to throw it, throw it, whatever. It should never negate a touchdown. Right. right. You know, yards to the kick or something like that, or like spot, like whatever. But you, that, if I was to lose a game on that call, that was, and I get it, like aggressive taunting, like, oh, like whatever you want to say, like starting fights or whatever. But that was so egregious, like of a call that it's whatever. But if that affects a game that much, I mean, just think, like, the kick six for Auburn. What if he, like, high steps a little bit and they call right. it back? Well, LSU had a game. I mean, this was, like, when we are in high school, where the punter turned and, you know, like, kind of just opened his hands as he waltzed into the end zone on a fake punt. I don't remember who it was against. And they blew it, brought it back, brought back a fake punt for a touchdown for Taunty. <laughs> they get the punters, too. Yeah, so it's a dumb rule. That's why it happened at South Louisville earlier this year, and I was like, I think that's not a touchdown. And they said in high school it, it, that isn't a rule. So it's just a college rule. Maybe NFL, but it's just it's at least just a college rule, not a high school rule. Yeah. Um, I did win money on Oregon beating UCLA. That was an underdog. They were – they might have changed before the kickoff, but they were like three points at one point. Yeah, I think it ended up being like a pick em. Gotcha. Like later on in the day, but – I also think I did terrible speaking of Pick'em on Pick'em this week. I need to find out. Um, it was a tough week, though, on college Pick'em. Uh, then, see, I talked about Ole Miss. Notre Dame-USC, 31-16. I didn't watch any of that game. It was at the same time as the Tennessee game. Um, yeah. So, I don't I don't know how that looked. Um, Texas A&M had no problem against South Carolina. Credit South Carolina scoring 14 points with a grad assistant playing quarterback. <laughs> I, honestly, good for them. I mean, coming off a huge win to Vanderbilt, I, I thought they might have a hangover. <laughs> um, Clemson and Pitt. Pitt just – I mean, Clemson's awful. They finally – Did you see that? That's but, the bowl pro- – there's a bowl projection that has us playing Clemson. In a bowl game. Clemson would beat us by 50 somehow. We would beat the absolute dog shit out of this Clemson team. They're terrible. They are not good. You're right. You're right. I mean, their their defense is pretty good, but they're I, I just don't see how their offense is so bad. I really don't. I, I would like to note real quick. I said college pick was hard. I went nine of ten, and the only game I missed was NC State. Oh dang! And there were my nine. Well, to say like there wasn't a ton of upsets, so no. You're just but I mean, picking that, games to win. Yeah, I guess that's it. true. If you're just doing just doing winner, that's true. But I mean, that I, I picked Iowa State. That could have easily been Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, Notre Dame USC felt closer leading up to the game than obviously the score told. I'm sure there are a lot of people that took USC. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was not that 40 degree weather, man? Right. I <laughs> know uh, I missed some games here. That Friday night parlay killed me. Memphis sucks. They're dead to me. I'm I'm pissed about that. I'm pissed that they got dog stomped. Just don't go get dog stomped. Make me look like an idiot. <laughs> Don't do that. Any other games uh, that you you want to talk about? Mention? Um, no, that's kind of all I got. Um, we got any most important? Uh, hit on my first one, Kansas. That was awesome. I love that. What about the Braves going to the World Series? That is, it feels weird because it feels like our entire life. Because I mean. It's kind of like Tennessee. The Braves were like really good when we were really young, and then they've sucked while wow, like we've been sports fans. Oh yeah, because I think if the Braves were like, I mean, think about all the people. I mean, there's a lot of people our age that are Braves fans because of 
uh, you know, regional, you know, but they, they have I feel like, they I feel like everyone the, like three or four years older than us, five years older than us are huge Braves fans. Cause that's when they were really good. Yeah. So 99 was the last time they went to world series. Um, I mean, they haven't really, I guess they've been competitive in the playoffs, but they haven't been like, I don't think they've been that. ALS or the NLCS in quite some time either. Yeah, no, I think I would have been a Braves fan, like I said, if they were good while I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But that just was not the case. Not That's the case. a big uh, Chipper Jones era. Yep. Greg Maddox, Rafael for call. Um, yeah, congrats to the Braves fans. Y'all deserve it. A lot of y'all oh, are fans too, <laughs> yeah. so it's nice to get a win sometimes. Hundred percent. Um, got two fails. Let me find my most important here. Oh, uh, Tom Brady threw a six hundred TD fail on the guy for not negotiating a better exchange for the ball. Also, how does a fan end up with a six hundred TD ball? It's not a home run. <laughs> so somebody had to throw it. In the I guess. Yeah. I'm like, are you not? Are we not aware that I'm? Whatever. Very strange. I mean, 600 is cool, but, like, he's probably going to get 700. So, I mean, (laughs) does the 600 ball even matter if you get 700? I don't know, but I like that on the broadcast they were like, I would exchange it for a day with Giselle. On the broadcast they said that. (laughs) Damn. Unless someone voiced him over and made it sound perfect. Who's the broadcast? It was Romo and uh, who does does it with Romo? It's uh, Aikman, isn't it? Is it? Is it so it was them. It was them talking about it. Yeah, I think so. Doesn't See if Pat Romo, Forty will disavow him. Doesn't Romo like he has a beautiful wife, doesn't he? I don't know. I, I guess he would still exchange that six hundredth for a David so. Detail. <laughs> Which one said it? Do you know? I think they were both like laughing about it. Oh. <laughs> See if I can find it real quick. But yeah, that's Dang. love it. Love to see it. Those former Cowboys are horny. <laughs> it's the Jerry Jones of them. Yeah. Good Lord. I said, what can I give you? So he See. gave him another game ball and then promised him some sort of signed jersey. They're going to figure it out after it's all over uh, today. It, That's a bad deal. It is. That is a terrible deal. Oh, they, they don't mention that one. Maybe it's this one. Down the Tampa Bay I don't know. I swear it they is, talked about it. It's a terrible deal. I'm about to find it. That's not it. Dang. I don't know. I know they said it. Someone said it. We'll credit it to Romo. That's kind. Of, that's kind of all I got for most important. Sweet. I've got a couple fails. NBA's back, I guess. That's that's a fail. Joe, you got any? Nothing I can think of. Let's go fail. I'll go fail off the rip because I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> Officiating is trash and Awful. it's getting worse. Like SEC yeah. officiating is bad. It's been bad for a while, but now it's like, I know high school officiating has, is never going to be good, but when they're like learning and watching from SEC officials that are horrible right now, it's only going to make high school games worse. Yeah. There was literally a call on this game that I went to on Friday night. It was a four-point ball game. Team kicked a field goal to 
they're only trailing by four. They kick it off. They pooch kick it. It goes to the up back. He runs and meets a tackler. The tackler grabs the ball from him. They fall to the ground. The official comes up, marks it, and marks it as a turnover. Then they the officials come together and mark it as he was I, I don't know, but they marked it as the other team's ball. The, the first they official that marked it watched it, yes. Watched him take the football from him. They fall to the ground. Everybody goes nuts. They come together and then mark it the other direction. I'm just like, how? I, I watched it too because it, it was like right in line with my seat. And I'm like, how does that call? How do you come together and somebody overturns you when you're the one that watched it? I guess this yeah. doesn't apply to high school football as much, but like in college and NFL, I want hot mics on when they congregate, when they meet up. Cause like, I don't know who's discussing what and who thinks they like, I just want, I want to hear the thought process. Cause especially when something so stupid like that is like, okay, what was like, if there was something about like, Oh, there was a fumble on the ground for it, toss around. But like, there was no, if he was, if it was pretty evident for everybody in the stands and everybody like in the game that it was recovered by him, he grabbed it while they were going down. Yeah, who's yeah, who's what made you think about that? Who's overruling you? Right. Who has that better? Who has that better angle? Who was? Yeah. Who was in position to overturn you? Well, it's like the the old miss call. I'm like, who said they had forward progress stopped, and why is there? Why do they trump the other guys? Yeah. Why why is the white hat and other guy running downfield with? Not that's. I would love that. How do we do? Yeah, we need transparency. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they just need to answer. Like, why did you call it that way? SEC only released something that said the the only statement that I, well at least the latest one that I saw was that the refs decided that like all they said was just restated that the refs came together and decided that for you can't decide that right. for progress was stopped a minute after the plays happened like if while it was live you decided and all seemed to agree that the plays live yeah if you, if you, you played it out progress was stopped there should have been a whistle right all all of them ran it out as if it's if there was. You know, if one ref ran it out and the other ones were like, no, 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 but they all played it out and were all like, yeah, that's plays live. We didn't blow a whistle, so, like, keep playing. Yeah, if these morons that are officiating college can't get stuff right, I mean, it's only going to be worse for high school and and lower than that. Well, there's just been a terrible play in the San Francisco-Indianapolis game. The returner, the punt returner for San Francisco kicked the ball backwards. Like, he kicked it from about the 20 accidentally, trying to pick it up. Picks it up in the oh. end zone, and then he's tackled in the end zone. They ruled a touchback. Is that the right ruling? Yeah. Is that not a safety? I, I don't know. I, can you all see this? Is that I mean, not a safety? That's grainy. It should have been like that. So, you got the gist of the play. Did he have clear possession of the ball before? It, it looked like he picked it up before the end zone, too. So They I caught mean, a touchback and gave it San Francisco's ball? Yeah. According to Twitter, I, I don't know, unless they've changed it by now. But oh God. that's not the right rule. He touched it out of the end zone. His momentum didn't carry him into the end zone. Right. So, I, I don't know. Whatever. That's all I got for fails. Bad officiating. Uh, my first one is uh, the classless Ole Miss fans just throwing haymakers in the in the student section. Did you see yeah. this fight? I love that yeah, there's one guy coming. that throws – I love there's one guy that throws three punches and doesn't land a single one. And for throwing those three punches, he he got a a nice hit himself, and he didn't. Poor guy, he just wasn't a winner. I mean, 
Ole Miss wants to be Tennessee so bad, they want to be the villains that they're literally being the enemy of every single team they play. Yeah. I do – I will say this. I, I want to tweet this. It's hilarious. I feel like Tennessee fans used to love Marty Smith, but since that tweet, Tennessee fans hate him. Like, they have put him on, like, Dan Wolken level. They what do you say again? He was just like, I had to delete the tweet. It didn't serve it. It was, it was stupid from him because he tweeted about how great the atmosphere was. And was like, I shouldn't have done that because of the way it ended up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which I'm like, that is dumb. But do Tennessee fans have been relentless on him since then. Well, I mean, like, it didn't change the atmosphere. No. It was dumb. It was dumb. I also think if the refs had just started play again while they picked up the initial trash, it would have stopped. Yeah. So, uh, a guy that I work with, he's kind of over um, the security. And so, he was on the field when all that happened. I asked him, I was like, hey, did you get hit with anything? He just started laughing. He was like, no, but I had guys that did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's awesome. He's like, I did not have a good nap, not Saturday. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, my la- my next one, I've got one more, actually. I thought I had two, I have three. I, I should have had this uploaded. Can you all see this Manning picture from the retirement? Yeah. I, I, um, I, I saw did that. you see they Photoshop Peyton, Eli, and Cooper in it? And it's very weird. So, like, the, from their dad's retirement? That. They retired, you know, Archie's jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, it's of them wearing 18 on the field, and they photoshopped it into the picture with Eli's family. It's very weird looking, and it's not a great Photoshop either. Mm. Yeah. It's incredibly strange. Also, I didn't realize Eli had so many kids. You got that Travis Henry? He's got, I mean, he's just got four kids, but I feel like you would know that. Eli Manning had four kids. Isn't it Travis Henry who has like a billion? <laughs> Philip like Rivers also like, has like Philip Rivers has he's nine. Philip Rivers all are under with the same wife, I think. <laughs> yeah. Travis Henry, I think, has like 30 kids that they might be mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joe, do you have any? Uh I feel like this, okay. it's a fail. And I feel like I'm just curious about it because I haven't been following it that well. Did y'all see the whole like Alec Baldwin situation? Uh, yes. What the crap? That sounds like an awful fail. I don't mean to like. Oh, it's. That's not, I'm not. I'm not. You know. <laughs> but I just. I'm so lost about how that happened. Like. Yeah. Apparently it was inspired. I don't know. But. Wait, what happened again? He accidentally killed a producer. Or something. Oh like yeah, that. like Director. a prop gun went off. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it was a live round, so I'm just very confused as to about. So it was a live round. We've been trying to. Someone texted me that, but I haven't seen that confirmed. Yeah, I saw something to Twitter that it was a live round, and that the whole deal was that no one's sure how. I, I I'm assuming it was they were using a live round for another scene. I'm not like sure if it was like to film it slow mo coming out of the gun or whatever. But apparently there was a mix up with the weapons, and the live yeah. one got left on set. I'm just curious what he was doing because he also hit more than one person. Like. Yeah, uh, the main director was injured as well. So, like, was it multiple shots? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> why? Why? I yeah, they, there may be yeah. some scenes where they need a live round, but I feel like a live round shouldn't be on a set where you're going to be firing right. guns like with people around. Right. Like, right. I just asking for bad, bad. Gone at a separate time. Yeah. And it and there should be somebody there that is, if there are guns, there should be somebody there that's like, this is a live round. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is an actual gun. Do not turn that safety off. Right. I don't think it was just sitting on a table and he was like, oh, I'm just going to mess around. Or like, yeah. I feel like one of them shooting the actual scene and like, next thing you know, they had to be. Like, but, like, right. 
it's got like i mean it's a fail on some pretty like people are gonna be in trouble like why were you doing like i don't know yeah why was there a live round on set how did it make its way into that gun like golly that's crazy yeah somebody's getting fired oh yeah but maybe worse than that maybe probably yeah i was about to say probably gonna get some charges um my last one is wisconsin doesn't wisconsin's jump around right yeah yep uh, did you, sorry if you guys are fans of Firefly. I don't know who sings it, but did you see this cheesy ass? I hate the song. It sounds terrible, but they were. They did. At the end of the third, I think, or some point in the game. It's that's not a song everybody should be singing. People should be proud to know that. I know most of the words, but I'm not proud that I know them. Don't I think that's that. part of the play is that it. it I, I've actually noticed it that like kids my age, like the college, like when we were younger, that was like such a joke song. and such like a, like, obviously so they're, they're making fun of it. I think it's almost supposed to be like that. Like it's almost, what was that? Uh, like Friday by Rebecca black or whatever. Like if they played that, everyone would sing it simply because it's just God off. You're right. Song. You're but right. yeah, yeah, that's, that's still no. If I'm, if I'm a football player on the sideline, <laughs> I'm trying to get amped up and stuff. I don't want to hear fireflies <laughs> blaring throughout the whole state. Also, I, I love what about Ole Miss? Through. Well, I love that Joe's hundred percent right. Like everyone knows it as a joke. But it comes on, everyone's like, yeah, I'll sing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very universal song. Like, everybody knows that song. Yeah. Um, What about a week after Ole Miss plays in Neyland and here's friends in low places after the third quarter, they do it after the third quarter. <laughs> really? I feel like Lane's play sheet, he took notes all night on, like, what we did in Neyland and, like, walked in Monday and was like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> It's like, are, are they going to just start smoking cigars too? Yeah, well, we don't, be, get, we they, don't get the opportunity to do that. I mean, we have the opportunity to. It's just, it just never Fair. come about. <laughs> it's probably just a good old troll. They probably did that on purpose. Ah, probably. They wanted your reaction, Landon. They got oh, he it. Got it. He got it. All right, guys. That that's, is. That's all I've got. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. Uh, another great episode. I know it's bye week, but um, I think Tennessee fans also need this weekend to relax. It is Halloween. That's good. Tennessee fans, though, you just watch other teams. Hopefully it's another weird week in college football. I haven't looked at the full slate, but I'm hoping for another weird week. Yeah, I'll be looking at those lines tomorrow. Get them um, early. You said too early? No, get them early. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Get them early, hit them late, do it all. Guys, also, it's Joe's birthday tomorrow. Oh, so wish him a happy Sir. birthday. He's going to be 35. Yep. <laughs> How old are you going to be? 20? 19. 19. Yep. Dang. It's the glory years. Glory years. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy them. Happy birthday, right, Joe. Yeah. Happy Appreciate birthday, it. Joe. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out. <laughs>